there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom up, America. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welcome in. Got a great show for you today. Uh, Pat Forty will join us. He's covered college sports forever. Works for Sports Illustrated. We'll get his thoughts on the semifinals, the finals, what it all means. Um, we got a good midway for you. We'll talk some Dolphins. Daniel Jeremiah is going to join us. We'll ask him uh, about Michael Penix and where he ranks in the quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. Get us ready for the college football semifinals and the final week of the NFL regular season, which is just around the corner. Um, okay, I, I, I want to start here. I think if we looked at teams that are surprising, right? I think the Packers have been surprising. Um, I think the, the effectiveness of the Ravens, like we shouldn't be surprised that the Ravens are in the playoffs, that they have the number one seed. I think that's surprising. Uh, obviously, the Chargers are disappointing. But so, too, on a different level are the Philadelphia Eagles. And at the center of it all is A.J. Brown, super talented wide receiver, comes over last year because, if we remember, couldn't come to a, couldn't come to a middle ground with the Tennessee Titans for a new contract. So they trade him, and he promptly gets a new contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and herein lies the issue with a guy who you get that way. right? You become beholden to A.J. Brown and all of his nonsense because of his talent, right? That's really kind of how it had. He signed a four-year, $100 million contract with $57 million in guarantees. And last year, when things were going great, 
He was great. But this year, remember early in the season, you had the argument on the sideline. Oh, hey, that's not about, uh, that's not about targets. What was it about? Uh, A.J. Brown is really in the first year of that contract. They have this year, they have next year, and then they could potentially get out of it in 2000, uh, two, at the end of 2024. Right. Get out of it after 2024. He, he got $24 million to sign up front. That's going back to last year. He got 12 and a half this year, 21 next year. The last two years, I don't think there's any chance he's in an Eagles uniform. And now, instead of answering questions about the offense or the defense, the defense is really the big issue. Um, and, you know, look, there's going to be questions about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts went from, hey, can he be a starting quarterback in the NFL to NFL MVP? And we probably overdid it. That's fair. That's reasonable. Now you got to answer questions about A.J. Brown. Here's A.J. Brown and what he said to his teammates in a private meeting. The Queen City will wear the crown after midnight back home in the... If I say something, I do anything, I'm, I'm, I'm classified as a monster, you know? Honestly, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it's honestly the, the, the opposite. You saw my frustration on the field. It wasn't about the play call. It wasn't about none of that. It was about my guy getting banged up. But that was that was it. You know, I apologize to my teammates today. They shouldn't have to, have to answer questions on my behalf. Here's, AJ, uh, here's Nick Sirianni when he was asked on his radio hit, if he's lost the locker room. Okay. And then Brian Johnson, his, his offense coordinator, said this in regards to A.J. Brown. A.J. is a fantastic player, and, uh, you know, he demands a lot of attention defensively. He's had a fantastic year to this point. You know, I think he's still on pace to have, you know, a career year. So A.J. is somebody that obviously everybody in this building has a lot of, a lot of trust, a lot of respect for. And we got we to gotta do a great job of getting the ball. I have to do a great job of, of getting him the ball. Yeah, I mean, like the, the fact that we have to kiss A.J. Brown's ass, you know, during a press conference – when we've lost every game in the month of December is it's mind blowing, but that's where we are. That's what happens when you're beholden to a contract and an ego of a guy. And look, I'm not sitting here. uh, You know, he, he he was a huge part of Tennessee's success because they were so run dominant with Derrick Henry, but he had, he went and went and won, but there's a reason Tennessee didn't want to resign him. Some of it was new GM. Right. Some was like you just want to save money and you get a pick and a young wide receiver may not be as talented, but you free up a whole heck of a lot of money to kind of remake your franchise. It hasn't worked so far in Tennessee, but we'll see. But some of it is like, dude, just a pain. And you're almost better off having a guy like A.J. Brown complain when you're winning than you are when you're losing. Like, everybody knows it's bad. We don't need to be dealing with A.J. Brown right now. Right now we got to figure out the defense. we got to figure out... You know, is Jalen Hurts healthy? You know, who do we match up best with? How do we get better? Instead, it's just we got to force the ball to A.J. Brown? Of course you want to get the ball to your, to your best players. Like, those are you know, like dumb, dumb talk. But again, the reality is now is not the time. And this is what happens when you're a front-running player. Things are going good. You're not doing anything for me. Things are going bad. Hey, get me the ball. If he didn't do anything wrong, why do you have to apologize to his teammates? You know, and I know he had apologized to his teammates because he wouldn't answer questions after the game. 
It's not so much the losing. It's how you handle the losing. And I think you can see, use that as the micro to the macro. This is why, clearly why, the Eagles are not as good this year. What is it? The um, disease of me? Right? It's the disease of me. And look, Jalen Hurts hasn't been as good. He isn't as good as his reputation that he got last year. No, who could be compared to where he was previously? And he does a great job with the media, and he, he just answers every question. But like, rest assured, behind the scenes, there's a reason that he got every last dollar. Right? Every last dollar. That's why. So there's some disease of me there with Jalen Hurts. He likes that attention. He likes to be the leader. He likes to be able to call out teammates. And some of that is the job. Some of that is what, why you get paid all that, all that money. But this is classic post-Super Bowl, all the attention, guys that hadn't been in the spotlight before think that the reason they went to a Super Bowl is because of them, and they're the only ones that can fix it and just get me the ball. Eagles are a mess. 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 I mean, it's one of the brilliant things uh, about Sean McVay, the Rams, even their guys. He's got two star wide receivers. Two. And they don't act this way. They, they just don't. And A.J. Brown it falls into the trappings of so many other diva star wide receivers. But it's, it's why they're hard to keep around. Because they're front-running guys. And they're guys that think they can, I, I, I'm always open. Give me the ball. I'll fix it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see the Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Shortly after the show, our podcast is going to be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Godley wherever you get your podcast. And also be sure to follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast, And you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. So Jim Harbaugh answered a question about uh, potentially... You know, going to the NFL or about they all talked about the sign stealing stuff. Harbaugh said he isn't focused on the rumors circulating that the Wolverines could have wins vacated by the NCAA. I haven't heard any of those rumors. I guess if you want to live in the world of rumorville or speculation, Harbaugh told reporters Wednesday, we don't have any room to be doing it at this point. I don't know if you heard this. This is J.J. McCarthy, his quarterback, talking about the sign stealing story. I'd say a good number, 80% of the teams in college football steal signs. And, you know, it's just a thing about football. You know, it's been around for years. We we actually had to adapt because in uh, 2020 or 2019, like when Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal, and they were doing it the legal way, we had to, you know, get up to the level that they were at. And we had to, you know, make it an even playing field. We do work our butts off. We do watch so much film. You know, there's a lot more that goes into play and you know a lot of stuff that gets masked a lot of work that gets masked just because of the outside perception of what sign stealing is all about so um jj mccarthy's like hey everybody does it now the issue is it's not that if everybody does it or doesn't do it it's that does everybody send a guy out on the road which is clearly illegal you know they sent, or do they simply just use the footage or do they film stuff when it's in their stadium, whatever. But I do believe what he says to be true. I, I think this, it's complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. Not nonsense that they didn't, I mean, they, they didn't try and cover their tracks because no one's checked this stuff before. It's never been an issue before. Le- legit. And, oh yeah, by the way, this would be the first NCAA rules that anybody actually has to enforce. That's the other part to it. Um, if you want to live in Rumerville, they're not vacating any wins. They're playing for a national championship. If they win it, it'll be a national championship. The question is, does Jim Harbaugh come back and coach if they win? Does he come back and coach if they lose? Or does he go to the NFL? Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so, uh, Bayer, now that we're... We're creeping closer and closer to the national championship game. Um, like a lot of this stuff, I feel like people are talking about it on a second straight day because, well, it's it's what happened last. Um, what do you think about Penix as a pro? Right. I, I have a I guess actually, you know, I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to give my answer first, if you don't mind. Again, I know that he's older and he's had the knee. The, he had the knee issue. He tore his knee up when he was at Indiana. I think the age matters less now than it ever has before. And, and here's why. Uh, almost every first round, I think every first round draft pick quarterback plays their first year. Right? Plays their first year. And that first contract is everything because year two, three, and four, you're getting a quarterback at next to nothing in comparison to what they're going to make the rest of their career. So if you have a guy who's really young and, you know, he's 21 – his ceiling may be higher, but that may be in his second contract. Whereas this guy's more developed, ready to play. 
and maybe of greater value in that first contract, which is what it's all about anyway. It just, do, do you like that logic at all? I yeah, the logic's fine with me. I just am, I'm not wrapped up into him being 24 years old. You know, considering that I think teams, and I think this is a major flaw, by the way. But if we're going by the team's logic, teams want to find a guy that's going to be their quarterback for the next 15 years. So whether that is you know 22 years old to 37 years old or 24 years old to 39 years old, like that doesn't bother me. The thing that I will say on my side of Penix, Michael Penix, is that when I saw him throw right-handed, and by that there is a video that was circulating on Twitter saying like this is this is what Michael Penix would look like if he was right-handed. They flipped the video around, and his motion looked a lot cleaner. It looked a lot quicker. It was the left-handed thing that just visually made me wonder. I'm like, gosh, that just seems like a, such a weird, awkward, slow release. But it was completely and because he was left-handed. And you just don't see it that much. So when the video was flipped around, and it was just from the Sugar Bowl the other night, of him throwing right-handed, I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks a lot more normal. Um, yeah, I think I think that he he works out in the in the NFL, and I actually think that C.J. Stroud's success with the Texans will help Pettix's draft order or you know situation. Considering I think that he can come right in and do what he needs to do. So I think that's yeah, that's a huge huge thing. I think that he'll be he'll be fine. I don't think he'll go ahead of uh, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or Caleb Williams. But you know, if we're sitting there talking about top ten, top fifteen, yeah. Absolutely, I think that that he works. Yeah, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, let's welcome in Pat Forty, who writes for Sports Illustrated. He's covered college sports forever. Uh, Pat, if you were gonna, well, let's start with the Rose Bowl, okay? Where the semifinals was played at the Rose Bowl. Um, how would you contextualize that game if somebody didn't watch it at all? The the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a, a phenomenal game between two teams that at varying points looked like they didn't want to win. <laughs> uh, I mean, just some some really bad errors, but that might have been part and parcel of not playing in a month. Um, but, you know, incredibly dramatic. Uh, Michigan should have probably been winning by 10 to 14 points uh, at halftime. Had to feel sick about it. Then looked like they were going to lose. Then get it back and drive for a very clutch touchdown to get it into OT. And, uh, you know, I I mean, if you're Michigan, it's one of your all-time best victories. It it was by no means a work of art, but a game they had to win, I think, for the program credibility. Yeah. Um, Let's start with Alabama. Uh, I'm of the mindset that's one of Nick Saban's best coaching jobs. His quarterback was average at best, especially as a thrower. Um, And you know, they're still kind of figuring out the new world order uh, of how NIL works. I think it's really hurt their depth as opposed to in previous years. Probably hurt some of their top-end talent. Um, it, how do you feel about Alabama's season coming to an end in the overtime, in overtime in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it was one of Saban's best coaching jobs. Um, I didn't think they were very good at any point this year until they beat Georgia. I really didn't. I just thought that... They had way too many issues to be a championship-level team, but they kept finding ways to win. And then, you know, they got in Georgia's. They're in Georgia's head. I mean, if it weren't for Achille Ringo's pick six, Georgia's history against Alabama would be catastrophic. Uh, And, 
you know, they played they played very well on a day when Georgia played very poorly, and that got them into the championship. And then I think once again you could you could kind of see the limitations and flaws of that team. And it does start like quarterback inconsistency, offensive line not very good, uh, lacking in explosive playmakers uh, in a lot of different areas. And so I think Nick Saban did incredibly well to get that team to a national semifinal and ended OT against an undefeated number one seed. Do you buy J.J. McCarthy's uh, 80% of the teams are stealing signs? And we, had to, we just had to catch up to Ohio State with our sign stealing. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear your question. I said, uh, I don't know if you heard what J.J. McCarthy said today, but he said um, that every, 80% of the teams steal signs. And in fact, they had to catch up to Ohio State in terms of sign stealing in order to be competitive with Ohio State. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was interesting. And I, I will say, <laughs> Michigan continues to bring up Ohio State in this. Uh, and Michigan's the team under investigation. Let's kind of keep that point in mind. But we keep hearing from various entities or people around Michigan or whatever that it's, well, Ryan Day's brother was involved, or Ohio State turned him in, uh, this and that. And now it's Ohio State had our signals, and Ohio State was cheating, and we had to catch up with them. They're there's been an incredible amount of finger-pointing. Some of it may be accurate, but there's been a whole lot more finger-pointing than accountability that I've heard from Michigan. You know, Michigan is by no means put up any sort of spirited defense that says, hey, we've been wrongly accused in this Connor Steins thing. We didn't do it. That wasn't our guy. No, 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 no. They're, they're basically the turnaround saying, well, what about everybody else? What about this? What about that? So... Uh, I don't really want to hear it, frankly, from them. What do you think about their chances going into the finals against the championship game against Washington? Um, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I understand why Michigan's favored. I picked Washington before the playoffs started to win it all. And I think they showed why um, Monday night, because the pass and catch that they have is – Unlike anything we've seen since LSU with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Jefferson and those guys, uh, I mean, it is championship-level quarterbacking and receiver core with a really good offensive line. Um, I think Michigan will stress Washington's defensive front. I think they can run the ball at Washington, and we're going to have to see how Washington holds up in that area. I think the best hope for Washington – and, I, again, I'm picking them still to win. But I think they need to get off to a fast start like they did against Texas, get in the lead, force Texas to play their – I'm sorry, force Michigan to play more of their style where we're going to go up and down and we're going to score points and it's going to be back and forth uh, and then see whether Michigan can execute at a high level often enough to score 28, 35, 38, 42 points, whatever it may take. I, I'm not sure it'll get that high, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a 28-point uh, winning score and, and, like, Washington 28, Michigan 24. St- Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Pat Forty is our guest. Um, does the 12-team playoff make everything better in, the, in college football? Um. Almost everything makes a lot better. You know what? We don't have a debacle like that Orange Bowl. We've got a Georgia team in the playoff that could possibly win the playoff. We've got Florida State in the playoff with most of their guys playing, if not all their guys. We've got, you know, Missouri, 
uh, Mississippi, Penn State, um, Oregon in the playoff, and we've got great, compelling games spread out over a longer period of time. Fewer bowl games that nobody cares about. We've got more teams in the playoff hunt through November and more excitement for more programs and more fan bases. Uh, We're going to have campus uh, playoff games, which I think are going to be phenomenal. So other than, look, it's not perfect. There will be additional academic stress and travel stress for players, and I don't like those things. But I do think a 12-team playoff will be a massive improvement over what we got now. Yeah. Um, look, I I know you're a proponent of the future and of getting it right, and the playoff does get it more right. But how do you how do you process the fact that the Bulls are the rest of the Bulls are dead, and even even the Bulls leading up to the national championship game are really dead? That that we've, I mean, the Rose Bowl is no more. How do you process that? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm okay. I, I, look, the Bulls have been a very fun part of college football for a long time. But I, I've, I have thought that, you know, if, if something needed to go to improve the overall product, losing some bowl games or losing the importance of some of the bowl games, eh, that's, a, that's the price of doing business. I, I am not going to cry a river for the diminished bowls. Um, you know, again, they've had, they've had a, a really cool part of the college football niche for a long time. And to a degree, they will still have some of that. But uh, I, I thought the bowl games also, the bowl system held back college football for decades, resisting a playoff. Uh, insisting on some nonsensical tie-ins and logistics. And, you know, the the Rose Bowl has to be at 5 p.m. on January 1st because we have to have the sunset at this point in time. You know, there's been too much resistance from bowl games to for me to sit here and cry a river for them if they're diminished now. Um, okay, so what does – what does it look like? How can they manage this thing? Because, you know, like they tried to cut back on the two-time transfers and a judge in West Virginia wants a kid to play for West Virginia. So he strikes that down for 14 days and the NCAA goes like, whatever, everybody, I guess everybody can play. If, if rules can get struck down by local judges, like what, what do you do? How do you, everyone says we need guardrails. They try and put rules into place that everyone agrees on. And then the rules get struck down. How, how do you manage this thing going forward? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Look, they, they never should have had a waiver process. When they said you can have a, a free one-time transfer, that should have been it. There is a free one-time transfer, and then there are no waivers. Your next transfer, you sit out no matter what. And then that's a fair, even blanket rule. And you live with it. But the coaches complain. Everybody's, oh, the NCAA is heartless. You know, and, and everybody knuckles under and rolls over. And all of a sudden, then you've just got <laughs> absolute free agency. And we're going to have guys, we already do some, four schools in four years, five schools in five years. Uh, graduation rates will go down. Cynicism will go up. Uh, you know, they've blown it. They, they, the NCAA has completely blown that part of the oversight of their sports structure. And it's because they listen to complaining coaches and complaining ads and overreact to them every single time. In, in, in what way? 
<laughs> because the coach is like, well, we, you know, we got to have this guy eligible because, you know, he had something bad happen, and so he needs to be immediately eligible. No, no, the, 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 what, what happens is they all know this is bad for the sport, but then they're all directly, they're like, well, well like North Carolina. They voted for the new rules. Mac Brown was a proponent of the new rules. Then he gets a player in Tez Walker who, by the new rules, can't play this year. Is told he can't play, and then they, they act, they're like bothered by it, right? So it's I, I don't again like I don't know how you proceed. There is there is no other place in the world that it works like this. I, I just I, I would love to see it where you have you have a whole group, okay, of schools. The NCAA is just a group, all the schools, right? And, and granted, I, I would like it to be more like the House of Representatives and the Senate, uh, where, you know, the, the votes are skewed in terms of um, the, the, maybe the power of the conference. But, and, that, and that may have been the only way to save this thing. But tell me somewhere else that everyone can agree on the rules. The rules are put in place. And then people who wanted those rules are like, man, who created this rules? Like you did. Like, yeah, but I don't like it now. Like, how does that work? Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's nonsensical and it's ridiculous, and that but that's that has been the system for however long now. Uh, it, it it makes no sense. It's counterproductive. You're listening to the wrong people. Who all that all the coaches and ads care about is well, I'm now at a competitive disadvantage because so and so got somebody eligible and I didn't. And they don't look at the big picture. They don't think about anything other than. My rival now has an advantage over me, and that's no way to run an organization. But as we've seen, look, the NCAA has completely been unmasked as far as in terms of, of power and a willingness to stand up. And that, goes, that starts with the university presidents, frankly. That goes to the presidents who have just been buffaloed by their coaches and athletic directors. But then it goes to every conference, which is just like, well, we don't care about anybody but our conference. And so that's why you've got these issues that beset the whole because nobody thinks about the whole. Pat Forty is our guest here uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Pat, Pat, last thing. Um, when conference realignment settles, okay, and it seems to have settled for now, we'll see what happens with the Pac-2 and how that evolves. Who's the biggest loser in this thing? Well, the Pac, to me, the Pac-12 is obviously a massive loser because it's A, it's dead, um, and B, I think the schools that have abandoned it are going to find out that, geez, maybe this wasn't very fun. It's nice we're cashing more revenue checks, but when UCLA basketball is going to play, you know, Thursday night or Wednesday night in College Park, Maryland, uh, or State College, Pennsylvania, and you're missing three days of class, and your players are exhausted when they get back to play somebody else on Saturday, you know, I, I think that those schools are going to be big-time losers there. Uh, you know, we'll see what the ACC – the ACC is in – Jeopardy now, thanks to Florida State, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, you know, I think that there's there's going to be way more losers than winners in this, especially if we hit the you know I guess the quote unquote doomsday button and, and just say we're taking the top thirty teams from the SEC, Big Ten, and maybe a couple others, and everyone else get out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening in the short term. I do think eventually. We're trending that way, but I, you know, maybe that that's a 12-team playoff. It ends up um, sufficing for now. Pat Forty, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Pat, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us.
All right. Thank you, Doug. All right. That's, that's my pleasure. Pat Forty joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You know, it's, it's always interesting on how we use, we can use stats to help us out. And, uh, Byer, you know, we've, we, you and I have talked about this with the Bulls and how just awful the non-semifinal Bulls were. And yet you look at the viewership numbers and still holding relatively strong. And some overall viewership numbers are actually up. Now, the lack of context in it, right, is that there's nothing else on and people bet on it. And most all sports are up across the board because there's more ways to watch. And some of it's about how it's measured differently. But again, am, am I missing something like this feels to me like the people that watch the Pro Bowl. I like Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl ratings were low, but there's still like four or five million people watch. Sure. And there was no football game last year. So I, am, are we wrong in saying these bowl games are awful when I guess it's the give the people what they want. And they just want somebody with a uniform on crashing into somebody else with the uniform. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the case. I think our expectations also are, make us look at this a different way. Maybe because we were accustomed to a time where the bowls were of value. But to the point of if TV ratings are the same, I don't think that the stadiums are the same. Doug, I don't think that the the fan bases that travel, I don't think that that's the same. But then again, if you think of the other side of the coin of that, how do you tell a market? Let's just take, you know, Shreveport, Louisiana, that's where the, you know, Independence Bowl would be. How do you how do you tell that community that, you know what, you're not going to have the 3,000 fans from whatever school come in for that weekend? That's a big deal for for the businesses or the restaurants in that area. It may just be a weekend. It may just be a week. And that's not the only city. Like there are a lot of different parts of it. So, you know, I, I I'm right there with you. I, this was the least involved I was to a bowl season. But if my expectations were different, maybe I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. Hmm. Um, expectations. I just, you know, I, I I listen to you know some of these post game interviews and guys that play, and you're like. I just I don't know how many people understand how one how football teams are wired to there is a certain like this is the last time to play with your dudes this we, we've created this well it's the postseason it's not your season like would you stop there's nothing more disingenuous okay? nothing more disingenuous than people going like well it's not the season they played the season this is not the season like really because if you want to do the it's a meaningless bowl game, well, there's lots of games that are meaningless. Once you lose, once you lose three games, if competing for a championship is the only, or, or a conference championship is the only thing that's meaningful, well, then nobody should play because all of them are meaningless. That's not how sports works. What is like? What are we teaching players? What are we building f- uh, with them? Hey, listen. Once it's done competing for a championship, you can shut it down. I don't I don't get I, it. I would also say though that I do think that coaches maybe don't necessarily mind that players are opting out. It allows them to put their younger players in spots to find out more about next year. I you know it's we used to hold bowl records against coaches and now that is not really yeah, a thing yeah, anymore. That's a great point. Like now no your bowl record doesn't mean anything. But yeah. it's interesting on how 
you know, it, it used to be and how we judge old bold records now. That, that may be actually the most interesting da- thing, Dan, is in 10 years, we're not going to pay any attention to bowl records. Instead, it'll be playoff records. But there are older coaches that have great or terrible bowl records, and I guess we won't even talk about those anymore. Correct. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose some full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from beautiful, sunny Southern California. And of course, the TireRack.com studios. Shall we get to a game? Let's do it. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Stand by, what's the game? Doug, the game today is... For better or worse. This is where I give two subjects to Doug, and he can decipher what was better or what was worse. And today we travel in the time machine for a bunch of these scenarios. First up, for better or worse, Doug, Joe Montana's 49ers or Steve Young's 49ers? Oh, Joe Montana's. Joe Montana's for better. All right. Montana's better than Young's. Yes. Is that it? Yes. All right. For better or worse, Joe Flacco on the Browns, Brett Favre on the Vikings. Hmm. Um, which year on the Vikings? I think it's just a general thing. Well, yeah, but the first year in the Vikings was kind of a dream. The second year was kind of a nightmare. He, I don't think we're talking about of- play because Joe Flacco's only been there a month. I think we're talking about guys who are in I, I uniforms. Think I, I, I'm are- going to go Favre. Favre for better. 
Flacco. Yeah, far for better. I'm going to go. Um, it wasn't just that they went to the NFC Championship game. They went into Lambeau his first year and beat the Packers. It was the ultimate how you like me now. It was definitely a short-term win for Brett Favre. All right, for better or worse, Trent Dilfer's Ravens or Lamar Jackson's Ravens? Uh, I'm going to go Trent Dilfer. Uh, Lamar Jackson's for worse. Trent Dilfer's for better. All right. Like that defense? I mean, this, in, a, in, a, in any conversation of the greatest defense of all time. Yeah. How about this one in Philadelphia? Donovan McNabb's Eagles or Jalen Hurts' Eagles? Mm. Um, Donovan McNabb's Eagles. Mm. They went to all those NFC Championship games and won Super Bowl. He's been to one Super Bowl as well. Now, Hurts played better in the Super Bowl than McNabb did. Um, both lost, but it's the, the level of consistency for McNabb. But it, there, there's some eerie similarities there. For better or worse, Super Wild Card Weekend or regular Wild Card Weekend? What we've got now is Super Wild Card Weekend. It's like Wild Card Weekend, only more super. Uh, I'm going to go Super Wild Card Weekend. Mm. I like the old version better. Me too. Like The Super Wild Card version is we're just dealing with one mediocre team in each week that might might advance like you play all this season of a dog crap product in the nfl and then you have this team that barely gets in and it's a playoff team it's a bad representation of the league i even liked when they had only five playoff teams and there was just the one wild card game and you had the three division winners and you'd set it up from that all right for better or worse pop tarts toaster strudel Toaster Strudel. I didn't get the D in there. Toaster Strudel. Ah, interesting. Pop-Tart's getting a lot of run from the bowl game. Well, the bowl game was great. I mean, unbelievable mm-hmm. idea. Plus, they had the, the Pop-Tart mascot. Like, the whole thing worked. But Toaster Strudel's better. All right. And uh, finally, Warriors with Draymond or Warriors without Draymond as he misses another game tonight. Hmm. Six and four in their last ten. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Warriors with Draymond, though. In, in the postseason, I, I still think you need him. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, we're live at the Tyrac.com studios. Um, we're going we're gonna to do New Year's resolutions in sports, but do it a little bit differently. Do it a little bit differently. We got something called the Midway, middle of the day, middle of the show, middle of the week. So we'll kind of have one of those. I don't want to say it's a mid discussion, as the kids say. No, it's a big time discussion. But it's one in which you you can all kind of get into. If you had one resolution that you would like to make for your favorite player, your favorite team, your favorite sport, what would it be? You can start anew. The newness of 24 is upon us. We'll do that with the midway. Always my favorite part of the week with the midway. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.